I'm not 
25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, everybody. Wow, hard to believe we've gotten to this point, huh? I'm sure a lot of people who are preparing for the holiday feel just that way. Hard to believe that we've gotten to this point. But thank God we have, and... uh, we are getting set for a Badika Schumitz tonight. That's right, even though Pesach is Saturday night, because of Shabbos, Badika Schumitz, the search for the Chumitz is tonight. Tanis Bechorim would normally be uh, on the day of Erev Pesach, Shabbos, uh, but we move it um, uh, because of, again, Erev Pesach is Shabbos. We move it not to Friday, we move it to Thursday, today. So our Siyum. Our Tanis Bechorim Siyam, conducted by Rabbi Goldwasser, will happen about a half hour from now, just after 7 o'clock. Probably around 7.10, actually. Uh, so it's Tanis Bechorim. Today is the fast of the firstborn, 7.10 for the Siyam, which would exempt people from uh, fasting today, would exempt the uh, firstborns from fasting today. And um, tonight, Bedikas Chametz. Tomorrow we'll burn the chametz, but we won't say the uh, the second kol chamira until Shabbos morning when we get rid of the final chametz. So that's how it works. I think uh, many of us at this point are familiar with the system in this unusual year of uh, Shabbos being Erev Pesach. And, um, and we're getting set for Yontif, and we'll be here, of course, today all day long. We have a great live lunch coming up. We have a... Uh, uh, a lot of a full day of great programming. Mark Zamek has prepared an unbelievable Erev Pesach show starting at 7 p.m. tonight, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. You, you can't imagine the show he's prepared. And I'm not just saying that because he interviewed me in the middle of the show. <laughs> there are other re- other reasons also why it's great. <laughs> I, I, I He asked me about favorite song, which I never answer, and I felt I, I couldn't do that to him. He has been so dedicated to the show that uh, now he does. He does say, and I do admit that my my answer is a cop out. But uh, you'll hear the conversation when you hear the Erev Shabbos show, Erev Pesach show, with Mark Zamek, and you could be the judge if I was a cop out or not. Uh, anyway, it's Thursday morning, March the twenty fifth, the twelfth of Nissan, and uh, we are two days away from the great holiday, which begins on Saturday night. As I said, the Siyum for Tanis Bechorim coming up. Adikas Chametz, the search for the Chametz is tonight. Those of you out there who are um, who are still, thank God, enthusiastic and have tremendous momentum regarding our uh, Chesed campaign, remember you have till tomorrow to do your part. Tonight's a great opportunity. There may be families that simply need dinner sent to their home tonight. Um, there may be families or singles or divorcees or widows or widowers that would appreciate a gesture of a brand-new book, a brand-new bottle of wine, a great box of chocolate. What's better than a great box of Pesach chocolate for someone to enjoy, you know, this coming Sunday or Monday afternoon? I mean, there are so many things you could do, small gestures, and none none of these gestures are anything but great. They may be small. They're all great. So participate with us, and you know what we keep saying when when people will when people then thank you when the person you've done the gesture for thanks you. We want you to simply respond. Please try to do a similar gesture for somebody else for another family before Yontif starts. Before we get to uh, Shabbos Hagadol tomorrow night. That's what we've been asking everybody. We haven't asked for a penny. We haven't raised a penny. We haven't brought on anybody from an organization to speak about anything. It's been me. 
and regular Balabatim, just asking people to do nice things for others. That's been the entire campaign, and I'm very proud of it, and I'm proud of the reaction to it. Oh, and by the way, later today, and this is really flattering, Miriam L. Wallach has asked me to join her on That's Life beginning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time just to discuss what the last two weeks have been like, just to discuss what this has been in terms of an experience of leading a a chesed campaign based on small and large gestures. So I'm looking forward to that. 51 degrees, 96% humidity, winds in north at 2 miles per hour, mostly cloudy, high of 68. Wow. Uh, Tonight, showers and a low of 56. Tomorrow, it'll be... uh, Thunderstorms and windy weather in the morning. Ooh, maybe tough to uh, burn the hummets tomorrow morning. Then I assume it's a little bit better later on. With a high temperature tomorrow of 77 degrees. Woo! Erev Shabbos HaGadol. Turn the heat up. Wow. Yerushalayim right now at 53. We're at 51 here in New York as we say good morning. At JM and the AM, you heard Ruven Garber with Odcha. You heard that amazing medley from the Jaywalking Classic album. La Netzach, that was Yoni Z, and of course, Regesh. Modani opening the things up, and we say good morning. I got a photo yesterday from what was going on at Aaron's Casino Farms. <laughs> I mean, I do feel terrible for those who were waiting on the lines because the place was so packed. But this is what happens. This is what happens when you have a store that proves to be an absolute tremendous resource for Pesach shopping. And I know the lines were long, um, but still, even even the long lines, people are not waiting more than, you know, 15 minutes or so. But it, 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 I know the long lines were long. I was, I was sent a photo of what was going on at Aaron's Casino Farms at uh, 10 p.m. yesterday. And um, I was also, yeah, I was sent one about, I was sent, I was sent one, picture from 9.40 last night and then one from 10 o'clock last night. And it's very busy and for good reason. They've proven to be an amazing resource for people for this Pesach. An amazing resource. Call a vote to Aaron and his staff at Casino Farms. Information, casinofarms.com. Obviously, they're open Cholomoid as well, not just uh, through tomorrow, but Cholomoid as well. They'll be closed Shabbos Sunday and Monday for obvious reasons. And we continue to recommend them on Casino Boulevard in Queens, New York. And you can get information at CasinoFarms.com. Simple as that. More coming up. It's a JM in the AM Thursday. We have our CM, or by Goldwasser, is going to join us and uh, take us through um, uh, the CM for Tanis Bechorim. And, of course, plenty more as we get closer and closer to Pesach at JM in the AM. The
Oh 
J.M. in the A.M. Yonatan Sheinfeld, Kulanu Yachad. Yonamatsa, Shwebel Sharf and Levine. Ellie Marcus at Shei Bane. Adir Adirenu, words from Yontif with Shlomo Katz. Mordechai Shapiro's Vahisha Amda. From the Haggadah. Here at J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning. See him for Tanis Bechorim, minutes away with her by Goldwasser. Uh, Badika's Chametz, search for the Chametz is tonight. Jay Bookspam scheduled to join us from uh, Kedem, Royal Wine. 
That'll be in the 8 o'clock hour and plenty more at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at nachomusical.com and the Nachomusical Network and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Hey, I want to wish a mazel tov to Yaakov Gwertz. Yaakov Gwertz, apparently on Parsha's Vayikra, became a bar mitzvah. Yaakov Gwertz, Marlboro, New Jersey. Mazel tov and a chag kasher v'sameach to you. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 1 p.m. newscast. Remember, we changed the clock in Israel tonight. 1 p.m. newscast for Thursday is next to Jam Dam. Galitzal hashachat ba'ulpan ehud graf im mashekoreyachshav. שופטי בגץ קבעו, ראש הממשלה נתניהו מחויב להסדר ניגוד העניינים שנועד למנוע ממנו לקבל החלטות הנוגעות למשפטו. מדווח כתבנו לענייני משפט, איתי שריג. ההחלטה ניתנה אחרי שראש הממשלה נתניהו סירב לקבל על עצמו חלק מההגבלות שנקבעו בהסדר. בית המשפט עמד על כך שהמציאות בה ראש הממשלה מכהן, כאשר תלוי ועומד נגדו כתב אישום, היא מציאות חריגה המחייבת הקפדה יתרה על העיקרון האוסר על נבחר ציבור, הימצאות במצב של ניגוד עניינים. נדחו טענות העותרים, לפיהן יש להכיל מגבלות מסוימות מההסדר גם על השר לביטחון הפנים. יושב ראש הציונות הדתית, בצלאל סמוטריץ', הודיע שלא יתמוך בהקמת ממשלה בתמיכת מפלגת רע"מ ומנסור עבאס. כתבנו הפוליטי, מיכאל האוזר טוב. בפוסט שפרסם, סמוטריץ' חוסם את האפשרות של נתניהו להקים ממשלת מיעוט בתמיכת מנסור עבאס. תוציאו את האפשרות הזו מהראש, לא יהיה, כך סמוטריץ'. דברים דומים אמר גם איתמר בן גביר. ביממה האחרונה מספר חברים בכירים בליכוד טענו שאין לפסול אפשרות של ממשלה בהישענות על רע"מ. ראש הממשלה נתניהו עצמו לא התבטא בנושא. בתוך כך, השר לשעבר זאב אלקין ממפלגת תקווה חדשה גילה ליניר קוזין ביומן הצהריים כי נשלחו אליו ואל גדעון סער נציגים מהליכוד בניסיון לשכנע אותם לערוק בתמורה לתפקידים בכירים. לדבריו, הם הדפו את ההצעות. אלקין טוען כי כעת המושכות נמצאות בידיו של יושב ראש ימינה, נפתלי בנט. אם נפתלי בנט ירצה להצטרף אלינו למעמד של הקמת ממשלת השינוי, אני מאמין שניתן לעשות את זה. התנאי הבסיסי לכל המהלך הזה הוא כמובן הסכמה של נפתלי בנט להיכנס לתוך זה. במסגרת הביקורת הקשה מאוד שהייתה לו על דיני נתניהו. כתבנו יובל שגב מעדכן כי ספירת המעטפות הכפולות נמשכת גם בשעה זו, והיא צפויה להסתיים לקראת השעה ארבע. לפי שעה אין שינוי בתמונת הגושים, כשגוש נתניהו בנוסף לנפתלי בנט זוכה ל-59 מושבים, בזמן שהגוש לשינוי השלטון מונה 57 מושבים. כתב אישום הוגש לפני זמן קצר נגד שני חוטפי הנשק מלוחם אגוז במהלך משימת ניווט בצפון. כתבנו קובי מנדל. התביעה טוענת כי השניים התאבטו על החייל, לוחם ביחידת אגוז שהיה במסע ניווטים יחידני סמוך לשפרעם, אחד מהם ניסה לחטוף את נשקו בעוד חברו ניסה לחנוק אותו. החייל נאבק עמם, ובשלב מסוים ניסה לדרוך את הנשק, ואז הם הצליחו לקחת אותו מידיו ולהימלט. הם נלכדו לפני מספר ימים במקום מסתור בכפר זובידת על ידי שוטרי המחוז הצפוני. מזג האוויר תחול ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות והן תהיינה נמוכות מהרגיל לעונה. ולסיום, 
טקס מכירת חמץ הארצי התקיים בשעה האחרונה בבית הכנסת הגדול בירושלים. כמדי שנה לקראת חג הפסח, מכרו הרבנים הראשיים יצחק יוסף ודוד לאו את כלל החמץ שברשות מדינת ישראל לאדם שאיננו יהודי. המכירה התבצעה במעמד שר האוצר ישראל כץ, שהסמיך את הרבנים. אני מסמיך את הרבנים הראשיים בישראל, הרב יצחק יוסף והרב דוד לאו, שניהם ביחד או כל אחד לחוד, להיות מורשים לכל פעולה, קשורה במכירת חמץ לנוכרי, כנהוג ומקובל בישראל. חג שמח לכל בית ישראל. אלה החדשות שעורכת מוריה אסרף וולברג. Jewish name 
Oh, my God. 
J.M. in the A.M. Yeah, we'll have time for Tefillah Lishlom Hamdina another time. <laughs> um, but that <laughs> before that, that was the uh, selection that has um, certainly gotten some attention. Listen to your neshama, your Achmiel Begun Company here at J.M. in the A.M. with a special shout out to Alicia Cohen. Alicia Cohen responsible for that selection. And as someone pointed out on our app, he certainly deserves a, uh, a special shout out. And uh, he's got it. Alicia Cohen, I thank you here at JMM. Schlockrock with Badika Schummets before that. Rabbi Goldwasser is with us live via telephone. One of the exciting things that we do on Erev Pesach, and I know it's not Erev Pesach, but it is the day of Tanis Bechorim for this year, is present a Siyum. Rabbi Goldwasser kindly always dedicates the Siyum to my parents. Harav Zeb and Rabbi Yosef Halevi, Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Halevi, and of course to my brother Harav Moshe Yona Ben Harav Zev Halevi. Rabbi Goldwasser is standing by uh, to uh, present today's siyum. And uh, again, for those of you who have no access to a siyum, this might be uh, a um, a way for you to uh, exempt yourself. That's something you should check with your local rabbi. Rabbi Goldwasser, Chag Kosher V'Sameach, welcome back to JM in the AM. It is such a schus, such a privilege to be with all of the listeners throughout the world. And, of course, with the Mani Gruchani, Rav Nochem Siegel, it is an unbelievable privilege to be united with so many Yidin right before Pesach when we all gather together and we hope for the future Gula. Cannot thank you enough for your kind words. Rabbi Goldwasser, have you chosen a Masechta, a tractate of Talmud, to complete this morning? We decided to take the easy route this year, and we did Baba Kama. <laughs> and for those who are not familiar with Talmud, uh, Rabbi Goldwasser is saying that very much tongue-in-cheek. Not exactly the easiest Masechda, right, Rabbi Goldwasser? Are you there? Yes, oh, yes. Not exactly the easiest Masechda, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, Rabbi Goldwasser is going to be Messiah, is going to complete Mesechas Babakama. Well, Rabbi Gowasser, as we like to say in radio, take it away and let's be Messiah Me Mesechta. Thank you. I will be Messiah Mesechas Babakama, the tractate of Babakama. We will read the Hadran afterwards, the completion, and we are honoring uh, Rav Dovi Kramer uh, with the saying of the Kaddish immediately after the Siyum. Wonderful. And we start the last couple of lines. Omar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Kshus, the Chaziz, ain't by Mishum Gezel. If a person goes to one's field and they take hops, hops are the hops that you find in beer. It's for uh, giving a certain aroma, flavor, and also green grain. Green grain is grain that hasn't yet developed. So it's an interesting thing. Ain't by Mishum Gezel. If a person takes them, they haven't stolen anything. However, if it's in a place where the owners are very particular, then you're not even allowed to take the hops or the green grain. If you take it, you've been over on Gezela. You have committed theft. Now, it's interesting, before Shem explained, the commentaries explained, the reason is, is because generally where there are no animals around. So, therefore, the owners are very happy if the hops and the green grain are removed, because once that's removed, it's like removing weeds. Then the crops can grow much better. But where there are behemoths, where there are animals, and the animals need to eat the hops and the green grain, then the owners are makbid, then they're particular, don't come near there because 
because they need them for their own animals. We finish off the Gemara. Um, Ravina, Ravina said, The city of Machasia is a place where the owners are makbid. They're very particular, and nobody is allowed to take even those items, Just... even the hops and even the green grain. Just a very quick, uh, interesting question from the Torah Chaim. The Torah Chaim says, it is not the way of Chazal, not the way of our rabbis of blessed memory, to end a Masechta, to end a tractate with something that is Kapdonus. Kapdonus is mean we're very strict. We're not letting you take anything. Strictness is no way to end a Masechta. We only end it with something sweet. And he answers a very interesting answer. We take a look in the Maharsha. The Maharsha says, if you take a look in Rashi, Rashi says, Umasya Maxia, the city of Maxia was a place where they had a lot of animals. And then Rashi adds in the words, Sarich Lemira Toiv. It needs to have a good pasture. So the truth is, we don't need Tov. It needs pasture. It needs grain. It needs whatever it needs. Why does it add the word Tov? Says the great Torah Chaim in the Marsha that the reason is is just so we should end off the tractate of Nezikin dealing with damages with the word Tov, with the word good. And so, too, we come to the end of the year. Everybody remembers last year what happened on Pesach. I would not like to go into it and the things that transpired over the year. But after all the Nezikin, all the damage, Loyoleinu, that happened to Klai Yisrael to the world, we end up, Tov, that everything should be good, that this Pesach, that everybody should be healthy and well, all the families, everyone that needs refuos and Yeshuas, all types of brachos, blessings, and success for the future year. Bez Hashem, they should have it. It should be Tov for us and Tov for all of Klai Yisrael. Amen. Hadran Rabbi, you there? 
אדינוי אלוהי, כשם שעשתנו לסיים מסכת בבא קמא, כן תעזרנו לאסכו מסכת ישראל מאחרים לסיימם, ללמדו ללמי לשמור בלסוס ולקיים את כל דברי סמות רסכו בעבור, וזכוס כל התנועים במרואים ותלמידי חכמים יעמוד לי ולזרי, שלא תאמר שהתורה מפי ומפי זרי, מזרע זרי עד עולם. ושיסגיים בי וישאלך וחתנך אוסוך, ושוך ברוך הוא תשמור עליי, וקיצוי סלוהי סיסיכך. כי זה ירבו ימיך ויוסיפו לך שנוס חיים אורך ימים במינא בשמאל לאושר וכבוד אדוני עוז לעמו ייתן אדוני יברך אסמו ושלום. Rabbi Goldwasser? Yes. Can yes. you can you spend one more minute with us? Sure. First of sure, all, yes. ma- first of all, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov to you and to all the thousands and thousands of listeners from around the world. Much appreciated, and we love being part of your CM celebration. Uh, you, you every day for for almost forty years for us, you've been giving us chizuk. Literally every single day, you give us chizuk, and I, and I, and this morning I think was machazik us to a level that we've never had before because I think we feel in your voice the same way people have said about me over the last few weeks, a tremendous chiyus, because as you pointed out, it's such a difference this year than last year. Thank God, thank God, thank God. I know things aren't 100%, and I know certain shuls still have to make sure to be extra safe in certain ways, but we're in shul. Thank God, we're in shul. Thank God, Yontif morning will be saying halal together with hopefully hundreds of people, again, with the, with the proper guidelines of the, of the synagogue that you're in around the world, depending on what the restrictions are. But I just want to thank you because it's in your voice we could hear how different things are, and in your voice we could hear that we have to be so thankful to the one above that one year later, we're not mired, Baruch Hashem, in the, in the tragedy of what happened last year, which, of course, we remember very well. We're not forgetting any of the victims in our community, obviously. Uh, but, but, but thank God we're able to celebrate, we're able to have some chiyas, able to have some real life, some real spirit going forward for this wonderful yuntif. So I wanted to thank you for that, and I'm sure everybody listening felt it. Everyone feels it as well. Rav Nachum, I just would like to say, that throughout the world, no matter who is in contact with me, they cannot hold back telling me that they listen to you, that they are part of your family, your worldwide family. I had people in England yesterday on the line, and they said they heard today, uh, we're going to have the same as usual, and I said, of course. <laughs> it is an amazing thing, because you have the biggest seum in the entire world. You have the biggest Kiddush Hashem in the entire world. 
May you continue in good health with your unbelievable family, outstanding mishpacha, to go from simcha to simcha, Amen. and continue to spread the glory of Hashem throughout the entire universe. Amen. And on behalf of everybody, thank you for the chizuk and chag kasher v'sameach. Chag kasher v'sameach to everyone. Thursday morning, Thursday morning broadcast, JMNAM. A big thank you to Rabbi Goldwasser. A big thank you to the people in his minion. A big thank you to the... Um, uh, to not only Rabbi Goldwasser, the Messiah, uh, but the hush of a member that he had uh, to say the Kaddish at the end of the Siyam, and a big thank you to all of you for tuning in. I know that most people are not required to, or, or do not need to hear a Siyam today. Obviously, the women do not, and obviously the majority of the men listening are not Bechorim, I, I would suspect, although I'll have to ask Mark Zamek if there's a statistic on that. <laughs> But nonetheless, all of us together, because the tradition uh, in our community for centuries has been to make a seum on this day, or again, traditionally, when it's really Erev Pesach, uh, we do this together and celebrate it together. And um, it is an amazing feeling to be able to present it. It's almost Erev Pesach, everybody. It, it feels like Erev Pesach. Tanis Bechorim. We have Bedika Schametz tonight. It's feeling like Erev Pesach. We'll get there soon enough. It'll be real Erev Pesach this coming Shabbos, Shabbos Hagadol. And we have more coming up on this Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. All right, and I thought we had a... Oh, we had something ready to go here. Uh, this is interesting. All right, this is interesting. It seems that our uh, basic music system is taking a <laughs> a yuntif break. Hmm. All right, so we'll have to go to something else uh, here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning. You never know what will happen next, right? That's what live radio is all about. You just never know. I.A. Kunstler at JMNAM.
J.M. in the A.M. Up like a lion. Actually, seeing if I can get my, uh, I think my entire library just crashed. I think that's what happened. <laughs> so we're seeing if we can, ah, there we go. Okay, finally, it's back. Okay. All right, now that we uh, know we can play some music and some more music for you this morning. J.M. in the A.M. at 7.30 in the morning with a big thank you to Rabbi Goldwasser. He gave us tremendous chizuk this morning with his uh, siyum, and I thank him very, very much. Uh, this gives us an opportunity, our uh, final couple of days before Yantif's gives us an opportunity to really thank those who are uh, corporate sponsors of ours here at the Nahum Siegel Network. As you know, I've explained this a million times. We have a lot of revenue streams. It's the only way to exist. We have your uh, generous contributions to keep us going. We have great sponsorships to keep us going. And uh, I want to thank our friends at A&H, Seth Levitt and uh, Abels and Hyman. There'll be a lot of people with a lot of delicious kosher meat in their home because of them this Yontif. And I want to thank them for their support all the time and wish them a chag kasher v'samech. I want to thank Aaron's Casino Farms for presenting our uh, Erev Pesach Pesach Products program. Big thank you to them. And a um, yeah, big thank you to Aaron's Casino Farms. And they are open... Obviously, today and tomorrow, and uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Cholamoid, with everything you need for Pesach. Casino Boulevard out in Queens. Want to give a big shout out and thank you to our friends at shopeichlers.com. All year round, they are providing same day delivery, great service, and thousands of items for people all over the place. I mean, anybody from everywhere and anywhere can order from shopeichlers.com. Shopeichlers.com, the world's largest Judaica store online. And um, they've been an amazing supporter of ours and help keep us going. And I want to thank, take this opportunity to thank uh, the entire staff there at shopbikers.com. They're based in Borough Park, Brooklyn. And um, they've been a presence on our programming on a daily basis for quite a while. So a big thank you and a reminder to everybody, take advantage of their service, their same-day delivery. Um, uh, all the items they have both for during and after Pesach in the in the category of Judaica. Just go to shopbikeless.com. We wish them a chag kasher v'sameach. Well, uh, as many of you know, Tuesday was not just the Pesach products program. It was also election day in Israel. And I had given you the updates. I, I tried to get Mayor Weingarten on, um, uh, on uh, yesterday morning. Um, it didn't work out, but we've invited him on this morning, and I thank him for taking the time, and we'll get to him in a second. Uh, but we did give you the updates that Mayer had been sending me, and essentially the update was no government. <laughs> the update was the update was another election. That was basically it. <laughs> another election. That was basically the message that Mayer <laughs> was telling all of us. Once the uh, once the uh, vote was in and the election was over, uh, but we do have an update, no doubt, because Mayor is with us live via telephone. Mayor Weingarten, Boker Tov, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum David Levi. How are you? By the way, personal note: today, tomorrow, isn't your father's yard site this week? Today, it's today. Yeah, because the year and let me just get this straight: the the year that he passed away was that was the funeral the day of Bedika Hametz was Bedika Hametz that night or was it the day? The before? funeral. We went from the funeral 
It was, yeah, to Bedikas Chamed. Right, so it was Bedikas Chamed. To, um, to then go to um, the next day, you know, sitting Shiva, as I said, instead of seven days, it was seven hours. Right. Oh, so one and, second. So that, and then the Seder. So was it a similar setup to this year with Shabbos, Erev Pesach? No, no. It was not. No, it was Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, it must have been. If, if, if in fact... If it, yeah, because yeah. I, I seem to if it's, remember if, that. If, the, the, only, the only way the 12th of Nisan can go into B'dikah's Chavit right. is if Shabbos right, is there. Right, right, right. right. So, very, so this is it. It was the exact same thing. So the Thursday yeah. was the funeral, and you and and, and um, I assume at some point in the middle of Friday, Shiva was over. Right? I, I, I rev, it was, you know what? I don't remember exactly when... Uh, when when the Yantif was vis a vis, I mean, whether it was Arab Shabbos or not, um, right. I have to look that up. Oh, the truth is, yeah, the truth is, I what I'm saying is not necessarily true, right? It was Yud Bet, right? Which is today, right? Well, okay, so we remember your father, who was uh, an amazing Jewish leader. Uh, that those were the days when uh, when people who had uh, uh, different roles in the community made sure to um, get involved in important causes and movements that would change modern Jewish history. And frankly, your father was one of them. So. And, and and he and your father, Shalom, they worked uh, together on certain things yeah. and um, were in the same same camp, so to speak, of activity. No question about it. They traveled the same circles and uh, certainly accomplished a great deal. Uh, all right, Mayor. I don't know if you know, but there was an election. Eagle Weingarten. What did you, um, you say? I'm sorry? I said I always say this is the second generation right. of the Siegel Weingarten. Um, <laughs> you and I used to call it the Siegel Weingarten missions, right? <laughs> we're, partnership, we're, all, we're, we're always on a mission, Mayor. We're always yeah. on a mission. Our mission today is to try to understand what's going on in Israel. Now, uh You've basically, you basically have stated, uh, you basically, I've shared with the audience your very, your very um, um, uh, direct assessment of Tuesday's election, and that is, believe it or not, folks, that we're on our way to another election. And you're not joking around. The way things look, we will have another election at some point in the near right. future. Uh, um, I think the pithy way I put it was the result of the fourth election is the fifth election. <laughs> right. I, I don't know what to say. I, I, in, a way, in a way, I think it's a tribute to the people of Israel that we don't need a government. I think that's really cool. <laughs> or, or a budget. <laughs> right, exactly. It's amazing that they're able to continue life and, and flourish in so many areas without any leadership being established. Uh, and also, you know, I know that this sounds a little, um, you know, a little far-fetched. But you have to, if you're going to try to find a silver lining, it is that, you know, hey, we're so proud of our democracy that if need be, we're going to go to four or five elections, you know, to finally get a government, which is, yeah. you know, there's something positive to say about that, I guess. But anyway, so the, bo the, uh, the, the bottom the, line is this guy doesn't move. The bottom line is he never wavers one way or the other. He always ends up with the same number of seats. Who is he? The, the prime minister of Israel. Uh, actually, he lost a lot of seats. In this election, right? He, he, but when he, he put us down to thirty, but when he wants to form a coalition, he always seems to be at the same number. Right? When you when you want to form a coalition now, so he, here's the thing: there were the the main breakaway from the Likud was Gidon Tsar, 
And they, uh, of course, at the beginning, all the polls gave him like, um, you know, uh, 1,572 seats. Right. Um, <laughs> out of a possible 120. <laughs> out of a possible 120. Uh, and he ends up with six. Right. But those six seats, almost all of them, came from the Likud. Right. So he's the spoiler here. He, he uh, in, in a sense, was the one who created a situation that Netanyahu doesn't have. If Netanyahu would have those extra six seats now, or if Sa'ar would be willing to go with him, I think uh, we'd be done. Right. Uh, done in the sense that Netanyahu would have a coalition. Right. So when you take six seats away from, I, I'm not going to say the right anymore, because uh, I mentioned on the Israel show that it's, it's, there's no more right and left here. This is not about right and left. This is about to be or not to be That's right. it. Um, so if if you take the six seats uh, of Saar and uh, Lieberman, who used to also be on the right and has been in the anti-BB camp now for quite a while, it becomes harder and harder for BB to put together a coalition. He's now without Naftali Bennett, without Yamina, which has seven seats. Also, when they came out, it was predicted they they, they were going to get a thousand four hundred and thirty-two, right. and now they're at seven. Right. So, um, and, and he's he never committed one way or the other. He was very smart and hung on to not committing neither to Netanyahu or the anti-Netanyahu. So even with Naftali Bennett, Netanyahu is at fifty-nine, and that's not enough. You need 62. So now there's a new Arab party called Ra'am that's split off of the United Arab Parties. And Netanyahu was courting. The fact that they split off is because Netanyahu. Netanyahu managed to break up Kaholavan, and he managed to break up the United Arab Party. This is a more, a little bit more moderate. Um, you know, in the Arab Parties, there's um, not moderate and more not moderate. Right. So uh, this is not moderate. <laughs> but for some reason, Netanyahu has uh, sort of kashered this party called Ra'am. Mansour Abbas is the name of the head of the party. Listen, he, he, he is, the, believe it or not, this is what we've, we've been put in the situation where the, uh, an Arab party that has four seats is the uh, tipping point one way or the other. They are the, the, king, balance, they the, are the balance of power. They are the kingmakers. Mayor Weingarten is with us. Why do you say 62? 60 or 61 is not sufficient? 61. Oh, 61. Okay, you said 62 before. So 61 seats would be necessary. Mayor Weingarten's with us. So all the people you've mentioned, Gidon Saar, Naftali Bennett, I mean, I understand that they have taken a certain stand pre and during the election, but now post-election, there's no chance in the next couple of weeks the president of Israel won't convince Bibi and them to get together? Like, there's no way it's going to happen at this point, and he really is going to have to rely on an Arab party in order to make a, a, a ruling? Uh, w- w- one second. The, the, the point is that if he does rely on Ram, the, the, um, the Arab party, right. um, with Mansour Abbas, who has four seats that can put him over the top, then Bitsalel Smotrich, who has six seats, who is together with Ben Gvir and Noam and, you know, right. m- more to the right, uh, the strong religious, the Hardali, what they call the Hardali, right, 
says, I'm not in. I'm not sitting with him. Right. So, <laughs> and, so not, not only that, I'm not sitting in a government which relies on him, which means even if, he, if Ram doesn't join the government but abstains so that, you know, or, you know, or... or, or right, they still won't have enough. But my but my point is that that, that yeah, I, I, I that, got your question. I'm going to answer you. I'm sorry. No, but those uh, those who we would like to see him form a government with, that's never going to happen. You're saying, like Saar. Yeah, and Bennett. You know, Bennett. Yes. If not, not, if, if Bennett is out, then forget it. Then but, there's no chance at but all. But Saar, there's no chance. No, and I'll tell you why. It it, it is because of what happened with Kaholavan and Benny Gantz. Kaholavan, which included Benny Gantz's party, Kaholavan was four parties together, Lapid and Gantz, um, and uh, Derek Heretz and, uh, and uh, Bogi Alon. Uh, Netanyahu was, uh, managed to convince Gantz, who was a political uh, newbie, to, to join him because there was a, a, a crisis, a national crisis of COVID, and, and how could you not join and make a government? And Gantz fell into that trap. Right. Gantz regretted that day and spent most of this election cycle apologizing for it. Right, to his people. said, I know I promised you I wouldn't do it, and I did it. I thought I could trust Netanyahu. I couldn't. Right. So imagine now somebody would come and let's say Saar would come and say I'm doing that, right. and they'd say, Oh no, I, I, didn't you learn anything from Gans? You're going to be Gansed. You're going to be Gansed. <laughs> no, but, but Gans actually ended up with eight seats because he knew how at, at the end to come out of it and say I made a mistake. Right. I blew it. I was I was wrong. I had good intentions. But I've learned my lesson, and it's not going to happen again. So I don't think anybody's going to do it. You, he might pull away one or two. Mayor Weingarten is with us. All right, um, a couple of final things to ask you about. Uh, you had indicated on the Israel show that there was a new up-to-the-minute real result metric that was going to use where you literally only had to have a small percentage of votes in, and they'd be able to determine the real winner. Did that end up being accurate or not? And uh, so so far not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can't beat you can't beat real time counting of yeah, the votes. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it it, it 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 didn't. It had very different. It, the exit polls were closer. And are we accurate now? Like, I mean, it's Thursday. It's two days after the polls close. Or is is it basically you know uh, in terms of the final results? Are we close to accurate at this point? No, we're not finished. And because it's so close, and because literally. You know, one or two um, seats can can change the whole picture. The counting of what's called the double envelopes is happening now. That's uh, I'll try and explain that briefly. There's, you know, in America, we, we, you have to go to vote to your polling place. Right. You can't vote at somebody else, some other polling place, right. because they have your. You're registered they, there. You're registered there, and you're listed there, and they can check that you are you and so forth. Um, if you're not there, you can get an absentee ballot. In Israel, there are no absentee ballots. So what does somebody do if he's not there? What does the soldiers do? Uh, people in the hospital, and now with COVID, there's you know, a lot of that. People in nursing homes. Um, well, this is a whole list of people that can't.
can't vote near their house. So the answer is they have these uh, throughout the country. They have these special polling places where you take your little slip of paper, put it in the envelope, seal it, and then put it into another envelope on which you write your name and your your identification number and uh, where your polling place is. All those go to a central place where they first open the, you know, the first envelope and make a note of the voting in one place, and then the other envelope goes to another place where they count. And then they make sure that uh, nobody voted twice, right, Mm -hmm. by comparing things. So there are over 400,000 such votes. Wow. So we're not finished yet. (laughs) So, right. So that's what they're saying. Everyone is, you know, uh, all the pundits, including myself, have been talking themselves uh, to death um, uh, with the analysis. But at the end of the day, one or two votes can shift either way and change the scenario. And then there are um, what's called the Heskem Odafim, which is two parties can get together and say, you know, the, if it's 10,000 votes per seat in the Knesset and you got 15,000, what happens to the 5,000? So if two parties get together, they can take that remainder, that extra, you know, beyond the 10,000 that you need and put them together. And if, it's, and if there's an extra seat there, it goes to the party of the two that got more votes. Right. Meaning more um, extra votes. Mm-hmm. So that itself can move a seat from one party to the next. It's not over yet. We're not declaring a fifth election yet. And there's another thing. I'll leave it out. It's called the Bader Ofer Law, which could move a seat towards Netanyahu also. Oh, so it's really not over yet. So it's not over yet. It, 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 and, and you notice it keeps changing. You know, Ram. And the night of the election, the Arab party that we're talking about, Ram, Mansour Abbas, um, he was counted out. They said he he didn't hit the threshold. He's out. He's out of the equation, out of the equation, out of the equation, out of the equation. Oh, he passed. He got four seats. He got four seats. Uh, Mayor Tadaraba, uh, your father's Neshama Shevan Aliyah, as, you, as we mm-hmm. mentioned, his yard site is today. And I wish you a Chad Kasher V'Sameach. Obviously, Monday is Yom Tov Sheni. Uh, there will not be an edition of the uh, Israel show, but Bezrat Hashem on uh, April 5th. I hope you'll have the strength once the uh, holiday comes to an end to update everybody uh, regarding the election and all the other news from Israel. Um, Hashem. Thank Bezrat you very, Hashem. very much. I wish you, your family, Stacy and the kids, and uh, all the listeners, a Chag Bari Kasher V'Sameach. Meir Weingarten on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. I'm 
studying the Haggadah, the story of Pesach. Four cups, four questions, four sons, ten makos. There's so much to learn and so much to share. So let's all gather round the table as we begin the Pesach Seder. Such sweet song. <laughs> 
little bit of Uncle Maishi. Micha Gammerman before that, Natanel Hirschstick before that with the Seder medley. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and Nachum Single. I come to Nachum Single Network, and of course, anybody love it, NSN app. Tonight is Badika's Chametz. Tonight is the search for the chametz. We'll burn it tomorrow morning. But the kol chamira that we normally say after burning, we won't say until Shabbos morning once we get rid of our final chametz. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different year. Um, one of the uh, people who commented on the app wanted us to translate Mayor's greeting. Chag bari kasher v'sameach. Have a holiday, a healthy, kosher, and happy holiday. A healthy, bari, kosher, and happy holiday. That's what Mayer said at the end of his segment. We thank him, of course. Well, in the old days, we had a segment that we called uh, Where in the World is Jay Booksbaum? I never thought that uh, two days before Pesach we'd be able to implement it again because Jay, I know for a fact, is not in the New York area. He's somewhere on this globe, and maybe, 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 because of our relationship with our friends at Kedem and Royal Wine, we'll be able to find out where he is spending Erev, Yom Tov, and Yom Tov itself. From the grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, he is the one, the only, Jay. Booksbaum. Most people, like last year, find themselves in the same homey, if you get the joke, or reference, <laughs> homey atmosphere they were in last Pesach. You, in fact, were home last Pesach. But, but, based on my research over the last couple of days, it sounds like you're doing some traveling for Passover 5781. This is true. This is true. Are you on a program, or you're uh, just uh, away from the New York, New Jersey area? We are on a, we are on a, a really interesting and wonderful program. Uh, me and about two hundred thousand other Jews. <laughs> what do you mean here in Orlando? Well, we're here in Orlando, Florida, but we're at a very, very special place here in Orlando, Florida, called Story Lake at a perfect Pesach. And now, what does that mean? Um, does that mean you're in a hotel? What does that mean? No, no, we're in a home. Yeah, uh, you know, one of these, one of these like resort, uh, resort home things, and they have a, a lazy, lazy river, and they have all kinds of 
fun stuff to do, and they deliver the food directly to your home. But they have central mignonim, which are COVID, you know, COVID uh, uh, compliant. One and, second, I'm uh, I'm confused. You're in a regular house. Yes. And how are you having a seder? You'll be having a seder in that house. I'm having the Seder in this house with now, my own family. Now, we've been hearing that people who've been booking in Orlando have been disappointed that their bookings disappeared. Have you been a victim of that? We have not been a victim of that, thank God. And, you know, Brendan and I talked about the fact that if, God forbid, someone desperately needed a place last minute, we'll put them up somewhere. Meaning in Orlando. Yeah, but, you know. Keep those cards and letters coming. Jay, does the uh, does the house come with a pool? Does, does the house come with a pool? Yeah, but it's about the size of like three bathtubs. You mean I would not fit in that pool? <laughs> <laughs> you would, but the water wouldn't with you. Jay, J- Jay just makes it. Jay just makes it in the pool. He just gets in there. They squeeze him in there, and he gets to relax for a few hours. All right. Listen to me before we get into this whole thing. And- yeah. You started with Uncle Maishi and Hirschig and a whole bunch of others. Yeah. Did you ever play the Mua Sapra, Mua Sapra by the Booksbound Family Choir? You're being serious about this, I guess. Do, do, you, do you have a recording? No, I don't have a recording, but you know everybody says we should. Do why, don't, why don't you do your kids and grandchildren a favor and get into a studio and just record it? Okay, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, that's a that's good idea. Cool. Maybe we'll come to your studio. And then, and then I'll think of an excuse why I can't play it on the air once it's recorded. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need an excuse now, but once it's recorded, I'll think of something. <laughs> uh, oh, so, in the last 12 months, you have probably traveled less than any 12-month period during your career at KEDEM. Can I assume that? Thirty More than 35 years, probably. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Sure. I mean, you you're you're on the road. Forget about Florida. You're on the road to you know South America and Europe and Israel and obviously different places in the United States on a regular basis. I mean, what's been happening for twelve months? Are you doing all your sales and presentations via Zoom? Is that what's going on? Yep, yep. There and, was one, only one and one and only one very interesting long trip that I took, and that was to Dubai. Wow! Right, right after the Abraham Accords. Yeah, we were also there, as you remember. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You were there, I think, the week after us, or right. the week before us. I don't remember. Correct. But and um, and we did everything like really scary because it was still, you know, it was still like in the thick of it, right. more or less. But you know, we covered up and we did all the stuff, took the temperatures and took the tests. And I but what was that? Was tests. that was that meetings? Was it an expo? Like what was it? What was it in the wine? No, 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 no. We we met with distributors and importers mm. that wanted our wine and foods kosher foods and wines. Right. As a matter of fact, this is, and everybody should pray hard because there's a, there's a Jewish community there that we just shipped by air yesterday, literally yesterday, by air, a small batch of Pesach food, food products and grape juice. Um, and let's hope it gets there tonight. Yeah, let's hope it gets there tonight is right. Um, all right, so aside from that, you have been doing everything remotely. What Once... Once things get a little bit back more to normal, and I'm hoping that, you know, in the next couple of months we'll be able to say that things are, are really, you know, close to normal, do you think you'll get back on your travel schedule or this whole experience has made you rethink how you're selling and presenting kosher wine? We're definitely going to rethink it to some degree, but I don't, you know, as much as I think that, you know, a lot of money can be saved, by doing zooms, there's nothing like yeah. literally prep. See, that's, that's why, see, I, with, with, with people like yourself, 
I, I, there are people who keep saying, well, we'll reevaluate, we'll do half and half. I am telling you, you're going to have a 12-month period coming up where you're literally trying to reconnect face-to-face with everybody you've ever yeah. dealt with. And that means a lot, yeah, as I, I said, in Israel, South America, et cetera. A hundred percent. And it may not start for another two, three, even five months, but when it starts, yeah, I'm going to, I got to reconnect with these people. And they, and even though I talk to them all the time and I zoom with them all the time and they're, you know, and their orders are coming in and we're taking care of business. Yeah. It's just not the same. Jay Booksbaum with us, everybody. A couple of pointers that he's going to help us with regarding Erev Pesach. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be shopping for wine today. That's no secret. A lot of people go to the wine store today to pick up bottles that they either need for specific reasons or things that they've heard about and want to try. Um, a couple of things. First of all, in the last 12 months, are, are there is is there a collection of new wines? Like, I mean, were, were the wineries able to produce new items, labels we haven't seen before, despite the whole COVID situation? Or, again... You know, for a one-year period, this was this was a uh, I don't want to say a drought, but it was you know pretty lacking when it comes to the number of new wines you normally see in this type of period. Yeah, I think the the bigger challenge was last year, especially uh, this past year, but only in uh, south south of the globe. Meaning, the, the vintages start in South Africa and Argentina and. Uh, Venezuela, I'm sorry, Argentina and Chile and New Zealand, those, all those vintages are literally were right in the, you know, December through, let's say the end of January, just like, because it's flipped here. It's, you know, July, the end of July through September there, it's, it's flipped because it's the, you know, right. the summer, is, summer is, is winter, winter is summer. So right. there we skip vintages, whole vintages. Wow. Some countries where, that produce products there. So forget about new there. forget about new wines. You literally skipped vintages and years exactly. of old wines. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. What happened in Israel? Did did Israel stay on, on on schedule or not? Israel stayed on schedule. Yep. Israel stayed on schedule. I mean, the biggest problem that we had was, like I said, you know, southern hemisphere. But the other problem was shipping. Oh my gosh! The the and it continues to this day. The amount of problems that we're having getting product moved right. from Italy to New York to America, from France, from Israel, from South America, yep. or even within America, from our dock in Bayonne, New Jersey, to California or to Texas or whatever. Nice. The amount of trucking, it's just it's just been a nightmare. Jay Books battles with us. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, and also especially, and this was a very big challenge, in Latin America, where we do a lot, you know, a lot of Jewish, large Jewish communities live in Latin America, Argentina and Brazil and Panama and Mexico, etc. We're having a big problems getting the product from us and from all over the world to their country. So that, those were the biggest problems. Jay Booksbaum's with us. We'll do the sugar conversation and we'll do the alcohol content conversation. Those are the two basic things we always remind people about before Pesach, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are shopping today. We want, you and I always encourage people, even though obviously you have customers and I'm talking about suppliers and, and, um, and, uh, wineries all around the world, as you've just been describing to us, but we do give a little push to wines from Israel 
Is there anything that you want to recommend this morning? If someone is going shopping, they want a special wine from Israel for the Seder, what could you recommend? I mean, I'd, I'd prefer it's something you haven't recommended before, but if you want to reiterate something that you've told us in the past, go right ahead. It was, the, it was a brand new wine last year, but we didn't get a chance to even do our thing almost. I don't, did we do our thing last year? We did, but, we it, but but nobody was paying attention because everybody was so concerned about what has, what was happening in our community because of COVID. So, so there was a brand of wine that came out last year that just had a few hundred cases, but now that's more ubiquitous, more available everywhere. And that is, it's called uh, Amuka Kal from Orhaganus. Amuka Kal from Orhaganus. How would you describe and it? Sweet, dry, what is it? No, it's it's... It's pretty dry, just off dry. But the key to this thing is it's a really, um, you know, serious wine that somehow they have their own proprietary way of reducing the alcohol. And it's like something like between 7 and 9%. Mm. But it's still delicious. So right. Muka Kalf Morganus is one of those lighter wines that if you want a good red wine that's just off dry but, you know, light and easy to drink, especially for that first coast, although this year we are going to have a full, you know, list in years past when it doesn't come out on a Saturday night, you don't really have, you're pretty much on an empty stomach. Right. But this year we're not going to be on an empty stomach. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's a little less problematic, but still, you don't want to start that first coast with, you know, a, a blockbuster heavy Wine. So this is a great idea. Jay showing his age with, yeah, really. with these warnings. <laughs> Jay Booksbaum's with us, everybody. All right. Um, let's go to the two most uh, often asked questions. It's really one of the reasons that we bring you on Air of Pesach. The first is people don't realize, especially like you just said, you know, when people are suffering, unfortunately, from the heavy wines that they may have had uh, for the first and or second cup. Uh, people don't realize that a lot of that has to do with uh, alcohol content. Um, and, and we should point out that you have multiple lines of, you know, relatively inexpensive wines that have a very low alcohol content. And when you're going to the three and a half, four percent alcohol range, you're talking about a much easier wine experience. So I guess that's point number one, Jay. People need to realize even the people who love great wine, if it hurts them physically, there, there are options here. Yep. We, we, first of all, you know, it's interesting that I mean, we do this every year, and every year people ask the same question. As a yeah. matter of fact, yesterday I just brought my Rav, Rav Tights, two bottles of non-Mavushal, 1.5 liter. One was called Concord Kal, right. okay? Right. And the other was called Matu Kal. Right. Those are two great and what's ones. Interesting, yeah. And what's interesting about that, and I, I actually had forgotten or never knew, I actually called Missy Herzog, Michael Herzog, the winemaker, and asked him because Rabbi Tights was and and my my cousins, whatever, are concerned about even the addition of sugar uh, to the wines, right. and so both of those wines have no sugar added, and they're at three and a half percent alcohol. So you have the all the all the hidors, you know, you have red wine, you have non mavushal you have no sugar or water added. It's it's just you know those are those are like perfect wines for those people who really want their wines light uh, and want to do a little bit more than grape juice. The second thing, of course, is there are people, diabetes patients, etc., who are very very careful with what they drink for obvious reasons. And when it comes to this time of year, they look to you for suggestions. What would you say? And again, 
Obviously, you're encouraging people to speak to their doctor, but what could you tell them that KEDEM has or provides that might help their experience at the Seder? So there's two things. First of all, there's always the grape juice light, right. which has much less sugar. Uh, and also this matuk, I'm sorry, this amuka kal. This amuka kal, and a lot of doctors, again, I'm not speaking as a doctor. I'm just speaking about what I've heard, okay? So, you know, you've got to check with your own doctor. But many doctors feel that when the, you know, the alcohol is less problematic than the sugar, even though alcohol is only a conversion of sugar, but it's less problematic than sugar. And so this is almost completely dry, meaning there's no sugar in it, but there is it's between 7 and 9% alcohol in the Samuka Kal. And that might be an alternative that, that uh, would be suggested if you, you know, uh, for those people who are watching their sugars. One of the things we admire about KEDEM is that they make sure to remind everybody that does suffer from different medical conditions that they do have um, uh, you know, wines they can recommend that would make uh, your Seder experience easier. So take advantage, everybody. It's available. Take advantage. Finally, oh, by the way, Jay, <laughs> I don't know if you looked at the NSN app, but we've got listeners on the app who are commenting on your smile because <laughs> anybody anybody who opens the NSN app right now, it's a big picture of you with your big smile. So you're, okay. you're, you're making an impact in multiple ways, Mr. Booksmouth. <laughs> Finally, Jay, you know the question. We ask you this every single year. It's the way we end all of our pre-Pesach conversations. Everybody wants to be like Jay Booksbaum. With that in mind, what will Jay Booksbaum be drinking Saturday night at the Seder? Give me one or two wines that will definitely make it into your top four for the four cups at the Seder. And, you know, you ask me this every year, and every year I get into trouble because <laughs> I do mention one or two, and they, and they always, like, some, some or many or all of my suppliers, you know, wineries will go, how come it wasn't my wine that they you want, They want to be on this list. Trust me, they want to be on this list. <laughs> so first of all, let me give you an overview, please, yeah. if you've got a moment. Sure. And that is is that I always start the first, you, always, Blinator, I will start the first cup with something lighter, a rosé. And there are right. bunches of them from Provence and from Israel and uh, all, over the, all over the world, more than ever. There's more rosés than ever this year. Or a Pinot Noir, and I'll give you a specific wine there. There's a wonderful new uh, reserve Pinot Noir from the Herzog family of wines. It's Herzog Reserve Pinot Noir, and this way my suppliers can't give me too much of a hard time because at least it's you know, a family wine. Right, so good point. That's probably the first wine uh, that I, I have one here. I'm probably going to use that. I'm not sure because it's always a game-time decision. And then for the second coast, do you want me to, like, briefly give the, the listeners an idea of what we're going to do throughout the Seder? Yes, because people are writing this down. They're going to go to their wine store. I want to be like Jay Booksbaum, they're going to be saying. <laughs> so, so you know, rosés or Pinot Noirs or lighter wines for your first coast. The second coast should be something heavier. And, yes, it should be something heavier. Why? Because you're going into the meal. Right. So you can skip off that, you know, Rove Coast and then have the rest of it through the meal and even refill it when you're having that heavy, you know, adanta flesh or, you know, some people only boil right. their meat, but, you know, but others not roast it because you can't roast it, but right. cook it. Right. So those richer, uh, more flavorful foods deserve a heavier, richer wine. And then for the third coast, I would go back to, and again, ask your local rabbi, uh, often I go to a white wine. 
uh, maybe put in a little bit of red wine in it because right. it's the most pleasurable. And according to my rub, if that's what's most pleasurable, in fact, there's one opinion that you only should drink white wines. But again, speak to your local rabbi. Right. Uh, uh, you know, so I would often go to a white wine, uh, Russian River Chardonnay, or a really delicious uh, um, Castel C or from Israel, or a Matar, or uh, so many Carmels, Arcans, you can name it. There's just tons of them. And then finally, this year, I'm going to do something, I hope, if I have it here. I believe I do. I'm going to do something really, really sweet for the Fourth Coast. Mm. Uh, and probably will be a sauterne from France. And that's because, well, it's kind of like the end, you know, right? It's after the Afikoman. You can't have any dessert. So this is my way of saying, oh, really? I can't have any dessert? <laughs> well, here goes. Here goes. I'm having dessert wine, you know, and, and there you go. And also, it's, a, it's kind of a, a zaser to have a sweet year. Uh, you know, this is the beginning of a of a new chapter in our lives. Pesach is always the beginning of a new chapter. I always like to quote Rabbi Weinberger, Zechariah um, Levracha, who used to say, after you put away all the chametz and after you clean up the whole house and you put away everything, what are you taking with you? Ooh, and so, nice. you know... Uh, Let's take something sweet with us this year. I, yeah, I like that suggestion. Fourth cup of sweet wine. I may go in that direction. I may. I, <laughs> You're going to go in that direction from cup number one, if I know you. Well, that's possible, but I. But with the fourth cup, maybe I'll do the old Bartonura Blue. Who knows? Well, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. How many is Starum in Orlando? What do they do down there? One, two, three. Oh, yeah. They go. Two, with, two. They go. Well, with, they go. With the tra- we're going to do three almost. They, they, I guess. they go with the traditional two down there in Orlando. <laughs> yes. yes. And I don't. I don't think there's a Spartic, uh, but probably yeah. There's a Spartic. Compl- there's a, you know. There's always a, a Spartic group everywhere. So I guess there's a Spartic group here too, and maybe an Israeli group here too. But uh, yeah, it's a two. It's a two. They're going with the two, two Jay. They're going with the two. Exactly. <laughs> Jay Booksbaum, who of course made sure to tell us how much he loves Pesach at home one year ago. All of it. All. All. Say it again. Are we doing any questions? No, I asked all my questions. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't know our new format? You didn't listen on Tuesday when you're when when the great Rabbi Schoenfeld was on? I was so slammed trying to get that kosher for Pesach food to we are We are so inundated with questions on your show, oh, wow. meaning today's segment and Tuesday. We're so inundated that basically I cull through all the emails and the app comments, oh, and I and I do all the questions. It's our – I mean – it's 2021. You know, the the phone calls are passe, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know what I noticed? Nobody has any home phone phone call, phone numbers anymore. Yeah, well, did you notice that? Yeah, but yeah, I think home... I think most people noticed that a couple of years ago. But yeah, <laughs> well, I'm a little behind the time. So yeah. Jay claims he loves Pesach at home, but he'll be luxuriating in that pool down in Orlando later today. In the bathtub pool, you know. I'm just trying to encourage people it's to call perfect you. Perfect Pesach people. <laughs> Yeah, the perfect Pesach. <laughs> but, you know, it's certainly a lot more fun than, than you know, running around in a hotel. Yeah, and, you know, that's true. With your own family, it's great. That's true. I've seen Jay run around on Pesach in hotels, and it's not an easy job, I can tell you that much. From the Grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, with, of course, wishes to everybody at Kedem Royal Wine, a Chag Kosher V'Sameach. He's the one, the only, Jay... Book spam. Good yuntif, everybody. Jay, we're going to take your recommendations and not only drink the wine you're recommending, but we're going to take your recommendation to have a wonderful 
holiday. Thank you so much and enjoy. Take care. Jay Bookspam, everybody. He's amazing. <laughs> and I do thank everybody uh, because uh, over the last couple of days, uh, a lot of listeners reminded us about the – but it, 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 I'm telling you, if you boil it – aside from recommendations because people like to hear Jay's recommendations, you boil it down, it comes to the sugar and the alcohol. Those are the basic uh, questions after 30 years uh, that were always asked regarding um, – how to enjoy the Seder experience if you're in extenuating circumstances. More coming up. It is a, a Thursday morning edition. Tonight is Bedikas Chametz. Tomorrow morning we burn the Chametz. We'll say the Kol Hamira at the burning on Shabbos morning. In other words, the one we normally say when we burn the Chametz, we'll postpone saying it until Shabbos morning when we uh, get rid of our final Chametz. And you're listening to JM in the AM. A bit of nostalgia, I recall one era of Pesach and the night before. Through the gleaming windows, a pale moon was seen. Each nook and corner was spotlessly clean. But the wine and the matzah on the pantry shelf, the wine cup sparkled and mirrored myself. For the children, Pesach was always great fun, but for mother it meant chores a thousand and one. Busily working throughout the long day, koshering the oven, clearing hummets away. When the strangest thing happened, I could not understand why mother went through the house with bread in her hand. When I saw her put bits of bread away on the table she made for Pesach that day, I became frightened, confused and amazed, thinking mother is ill, too tired and dazed. Softly, quite stunned, I'll admit But when she was gone, I snatched every bit The chametz I took and my pockets I hid I was about to relate what mother just did When two chicken feathers, a wooden spoon handle Mysterious flicker of a little candle Brought back to my mind in vague recollection Search for the chametz, a ritual inspection heart sink. I remember today that I wanted to flee, to run far away. Then seeing my father in the puzzled procession, tearfully I blurted out my confession. Though this all happened a long time ago of Badikat Chametz, the meaning I know, still year in, year out, I wait with delight. Same old tradition before Pesach night.
במלוכה, בחולקה לך, גדודיו יאמרו לו לך ולך, לך כי לך, לך אף לך, לך בשם הממלכה, כי לא נוהג, כי לא נוהג, כי לא יוהג, כי לא נוהג, כי לא יוהג, כי לא
Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh Yudelach prepare for Shabbos Kodesh Joy is in the air for Shabbos Kodesh Everyone with a soul aflame to meet the Shabbos Kodesh Everyone with a role to play to greet the Shabbos Kodesh A priceless gift, a spiritual lift Everyone finds a way to assist Do whatever they can do for the Shabbos Kodesh A pleasure for the Jew is a Shabbos Kodesh Hashem will give me the strength I need to handle it And I will walk by the light of a thousand Friday nights And the tefillos of my mother who always had her candles lit Oh, and when I grow up, no matter what life brings Hashem will give me the strength I need to handle it And I will walk by the light of a thousand Friday nights Great song by Benny Friedman, and this Shabbos in general is a big Shabbos. Hey, it's Shabbos Agadol after all, but it's an extra special Shabbos because it's attached to the amazing holiday of Pesach. Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Mayor Davis before that with the Pesach medley, and Avi Kunzler, Avi Kunzler with the one of the most amazing Bedikas Chametz songs ever, called Bedikas Chametz. I hope you heard it. It's really amazing. I want to thank our friends at artscroll.com. I do remind you that um, when you go to artscroll.com, no matter what you're ordering, use promo code radio for your big discount and for your free shipping. Again, go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Well, he's proven uh, over the uh, last few months to be one of the toughest people to get a hold of, but somehow, this is what happens when you have a great staff, when you have an amazing uh, producer and manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, and i got to thank Miriam L. Wallach, because somehow she was able to track down and convince our next guest to actually come on the air, which is amazing. He is the author of the brand-new book entitled Top 5 Lists of Jewish Character and Characters. Uh, as seen in the pages of Mishpacha magazine. He is the education director for NCSY, and he is one of the most interesting people we've ever had on the air. 
and that's why I get frustrated when I uh, have trouble booking him for the uh, airwaves because I believe that uh, both myself and the audience are missing out. With that introduction, Rabbi David Bashevkin, welcome back to JM in the AM. What a joy to be here. And with that introduction, I thought you were introducing like Yaakov Shweki. I think your audience is going to be very disappointed that it's just me. I gotta be care oh, I gotta Lord. I gotta be careful what I say about you, and I certainly have to be careful about criticizing your inavailability at times because uh, you do have books and articles like the one I'm holding in my hand. And uh, if you like somebody, they could they could be worked into some of these clever lists. In fact, uh, my family is quite proud that some of my accomplishments have made their way into your unique list that have appeared in Mishpacha magazines. I got to change my tone a bit and say thank you to you. The Nachum Siegel <laughs> and the Nachum Siegel Network is one of our favorite characters to reference in our top five list. That he, is a privilege. He's going all in, folks. He's going all in, <laughs> to say the least. Anyway, uh, I, I got to ask. First of all, are you still doing this for Mishpacha, or this was an era that you know was was you know that started and ended at some point? What's going on now with the articles? It's a great question. This is the close for now of this era. I felt like I had said the main piece that I wanted to say and bring some smiles to some Jewish faces. Uh, across the world through Mishpacha magazine. So for right now, um, it, it was, it was, it, it, this is the canon, so to speak, of my uh, time in top five. But who knows whether I'll be back in the pages. I still have wonderful relationships with uh, Shana Friedman and Nomi and uh, Srili Besser, the whole Hebra. At Mishpacha Magazine, but still the, very dear friends. But the truth, I mean, look, you know, I, I, I can't imagine how many people have said, oh, you know, this is the book I always wanted to write because everyone thinks they're an expert on the subtleties of being Jewish, right? Which essentially this is what it is, right? It's the subtleties of what goes on in our community from so many different angles. But the fact that you, but the fact that you were able to figure out, I mean, I don't know the exact number, maybe you have it, but I mean, we're talking about a hundred or more lists of different categories. All the holidays are covered, and all the different you know Jewish events are covered, and our Jewish lexicon is covered, and what goes on during a traditional Jewish summer is covered. I mean, to, to me, that's the brilliant part that you were able to do this for so long and come up with so many different categories. This um, this is a system that had to crash. It had a lot of imitators, which I love and I appreciate, <laughs> but it is very hard. you got to sit in a room. I always tell people who would kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, cute top five list, you know, and kind of like make, make, make it diminish it a little bit. I'd always say lock yourself in a room for six months yeah. and try to write one. Yeah. These were... It, what I found is that writing these were like writing little mini... Uh, Skits, almost right. like, uh, can I even mention this, like skits for Saturday Night Live. Right. You have to write like a little mini skit and, and, by the and way, get that slice and, of life. And you're leaving out one of the most stressful parts of it, and that is that in a lot of cases for you, I don't know about others, but in a lot of cases for you, getting the first two or three are pretty easy. Then four and five could drive you nuts. Uh, four and five always knocks you out. But you know yeah. what? That's why... The wonderful Hevra on social media, right? They Twitter, help. Right. they would all come in, and and then it became like a communal effort. Then right. everybody's chipping in and doing their part. And this really, the book was a product of all these lists that brought smiles to faces, which is really what we're trying to do here. 
uh, was a group effort. It was. It takes a village to write a top five list. It's an Israel Bookshop release. They were the publishers brave enough to do this, folks. It's an Israel Bookshop release. I don't know if someone could still get it by Erev Yontif, but certainly by the last days they can get it. And those who are visiting Judaica, it's in Judaica stores, right? Oh, it's in every right. Judaica store. So, Israel Bookshop are incredible distributors, so and this should be in every major Jewish bookstore. So if you're visiting a Jewish bookstore, a Jewish Judaica store today or tomorrow, folks, take my advice. Put this on your list. It's called Top 5 Lists of Jewish Character and Characters. Rabbi David Bashevkin is the author, as seen in the pages of Mishpacha magazine. And uh, I guarantee you one thing. In the 73 hours of Shabbos and Yontif that's coming up, you'll find an hour to sit with your family and just have a good time. Uh, that's what happened, by the way, in our house. When you sent me the book, we were in the living room one Shabbos and just, you know, going through everything. And <laughs> there's a lot of material here. I mean, you have a unique way of pointing out the funny and interesting parts of the Jewish community. So, Well, you just traumatized me by reminding me that 73 hours of uh, Shabbos. I like that you have that figure at your fingertips. Are you kidding me? Uh... <laughs> Uh, of course we do. Believe you me. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if you have the book in front of you or not, but the photograph on page 30 is now our official David Beshevkin photograph. That's going to be the one that we're going to be spreading. <laughs> <laughs> you're referring to a picture of a man in a bunny costume. That is correct. For many years. Because you went, ahead, because you went ahead and you, and you put it in context by uh, including it in the Purim page. We, of course, will publish it out of context and, and insist this is what you look like year-round. <laughs> Exactly. Objects uh, objects in book may look a little more perfect than they appear. That's you can, not my regular uh, everyday costume, you, I assure you. You could say that again. David Beshevkin's with us. By the way, I mean, I've, I've limited time, and I want to get to a couple of things having to do with Pesach in the book, but I just got I mean, in all seriousness, are, are, you, are you a regular reader of the Jewish magazines? And I'll, and I'll tell you why I'm asking you in a second, but are, are, are you, do you still delve into them every week, or you find yourself going off and on with them? Like, what do you... Well, how would you? My con- my confession is that beginning in January of this year, for the first time, I started Dafyomi. Wow! I actually started writing a new series, uh, not for Mishpacha, for Tablet Magazine, where I write a thematic essay on every Mestechta. Wow! Uh, when they finish it with Dafyomi, so I just came out with Psachem. You can find that on Tablet. But what I what. Starting Dafyomi has done has totally eaten my leisurely Jewish magazine time. Wait a second. Wait a second. Has has it taken away from your listening to JM and the AM time? Oh, God forbid. You know that. I (laughs) I don't miss an episode. Please. Thank God. By the way, (laughs) by the way, what what does it say about Tablet that they want a Dafyomi essay? That's pretty cool. My first essay was actually about that, how this cycle of Dafyomi, and, and it's something that not everybody appreciates, and, and I understand the hesitance. I wrote about it, the embrace of Dafyomi yeah. in not just in orthodox and non-orthodox spaces. It's amazing. And, and I think it's something very special that they kind of see this as the collective voice of the Jewish people, and they're recreating it now, and it's a privilege to be a part of it with them. I, uh, the, the reason I asked you about the magazines, and, and trust me, folks, I am a fan of the Jewish magazines. And I know a lot of families love them, but just sometimes, not always, obviously, sometimes I'll see a cover story on the Jewish magazines, and then I, re- and then I, I buy it. I say, oh, that, that's, that's something I'd like to know more about, and I just, I don't know, I just, I just didn't get, you know, 
I, I, I was looking for more juice, for more meat. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I was looking for more hawk, if you know what I mean, Rabbi Bishop. Yeah, I think if you're looking for hawk, uh, the real hawk, that might not be the right destination. There's, a, there's something very uplifting and beautiful about what some of them have done. There's some I've, I've just never, ever opened up. Right. But I think Mishpacha has created something very, very special. All right, give me one way that your mother lets you know that it's almost time for Pesach. Let's see how well you remember the book. Go ahead. Well, give me one way that your mother lets you know that it's almost time for Pesach. I'll, I'll, I'll give you two. Number Good. one is when we would open up the freezer from top to bottom would be covered in string cheese. It looked like my mother was starting a string cheese gamach. Like she was just like, Mom, why is, string- is a week. We've got enough string cheese to last us through the millennium. Why, why is string uh, cheese the go-to snack? you got to ask yourself, why is string cheese the go-to snack on Pesach? It's the ultimate Cholomoid Lunchable. Because, like, on Cholomoid, you go on the trip, you want something individually wrapped, just throw in three street cheeses, call it lunch for the family, and it just became, like, the official Cholomoid snack. I love it. What's the second one? My mother was very competitive. And the way, you know, like, kids talk about like oh what did you get on the test i got an a what did you get i got a 90 right my mother would give us updates on the entire neighborhood <laughs> where they were up to on turning over the kitchen <laughs> she would be oh rita she already captured her microwaves and you know down the block the sun and blicks oh they already turned over the whole basement is coaching for pace that, that, she, she would have like tabs on the whole community that, that was the way she kept the pressure on huh uh, she kept the pressure on. It was like no. It was it was the kid in class who goes around knowing what every grade everybody else got. And I it love such it. A panic for us. Give me one of the top five ways, according to David Bashevkin, to make to make an engaging seder. Give me one of them. It's it's counterintuitive, but don't come up with just new things to say every year at the seder. Repeat yourself. Find an idea that you love fall in love with it, and say it every single year at your Pesach. Do you do that? Do you do that? Absolutely. Not only do I do it, I heard from my dear friend Simcha Willig that Rabbi Willig does it also. There's something about making the Seder like building that culture and that reflexive, predictable nature of the Seder by repeating something. We come in every year with 80 Haggadahs, then you could come in with a new Haggadah. But repeat, find a central idea that you can repeat every year to make the Seder recognizable and familiar to your wow. children. Wow. By the way, um, when my kids went to get you know all the Pesach boxes out you know from where we keep them during the year, I said to them, don't bring the Haggadah boxes. We're only going to use the Haggadahs that we actually have in the apartment, you know, in, in the bookcases, et cetera. Exactly. So I went ahead, I collected all of them, figured, you know, what do we have, 10 that you know I didn't put away in the boxes? I am drowning in Haggadahs. I mean, you, you cannot imagine. You, it's amazing, by the way. Isn't it amazing? I discussed this with Shirley Besser when the um, – which I got that just came out, Hassam Sofer. Hassam Sofer. I discussed it with him. I said, "Isn't it amazing how?" And I know that obviously I'm exaggerating, but half of the books that we own as Jews are Haggadahs. What does that say about Pesach? What does that say about the special night of the Seder? Isn't that amazing? 
Incredible. It's exactly that, but we're, the, every generation needs their Haggadah, and that's yeah. what I think makes this Yanta so beautiful. That's true. That's true. Uh, top five. Here, here you have a top five Pesach Seder participants, and you call one of them the guy who's too old for the Afi Komen. Is that a problem? Is there somebody who's... Oh, uh, it's who's... a huge problem. <laughs> At a certain point in your life, yeah. you have to stop having so much fun trying to steal the Afi Komen. You hit the age. You know what I'm saying? If you're back from Eric throw for the year, you're 21, or you're like it, you're you're a young couple... It's no longer cute and fun for you to be the person to steal the optic helmet. Leave it to the little ones. And by the way, just just uh, just to uh, clarify, uh, in the Bashevkin home, the one who recites the Madishtana must stand on a chair, or it's acceptable, and the minig is fine if he or she sits at the seder table and says the Madishtana. We start on the chair and wait for the child to begin crying, and then the custom is to remove them from the chair. It's got to be fun. At least the kazais of tears, though, I love before it. we remove them. Then you have the top five depictions of the four sons, which, if I'm not mistaken, this is like a serious list that you put together. Am I right about that or not? Like this is no, this is. I mean, this is. It's serious because I go through the Haggadahs. Right, different Haggadahs. I right. really go through what was going in my mind right. when I would see Haggadahs. Like I always loved. Remember that clay Haggadah that would use these claymation characters. Sure, that, sure. That's the one that I grew up with, and I always loved that the Russia in that picture <laughs> yeah. was wearing a clothespin <laughs> as an earring. <laughs> I just love that conception. A very like '90s grunge claymation character. Uh, it's like it's like the Rebbe used to say, right? The Russia's that guy wearing jeans on the corner, who's, exactly. who's, out, who's out all night on Friday night. And finally, you have the top five ways to spot a family on a Cholamoy trip. And I think this list is COVID friendly as well. And here's what you have: you have plastic shopping bags, a baseball cap, bazooka gum. A random mincha minion, and of course, as the uh, we said, the aforementioned string cheese. Have you gotten other recommendations about ways to spot a family on the Cholamoy trip? Or these five are are really the five that belong in the? This is one where Twitter chipped in, and somebody said the way to find a family on a Cholamoy trip is if all the children ages three to nine are all wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> They're on full-blown Kolomoe trip mode. So when you're eating your string cheese or distributing it to the rest of the car on Tuesday, will you be thinking about this, that you're the typical Kolomoe family on a trip? I, I say a uh, L'Shem Yichud before I give out string cheese on Pesach. There's no question about it. There's an actual prayer. The There's an actual preamble prayer that you say in order to prepare exactly. for, the, for the distribution. It's, it's a religious experience to give out string cheese on Pesach. It's almost as serious as I take the four cups of wine at the Seder. What would you do if someone did not use a plastic bag but went with one of those, you know, those new... Those, those new um, uh, I forgot what it's made out of. You know the a canvas. Yeah, like the, a can, fancy the can, canvas. The canvas reusable bag. Would that be acceptable on Cholamoy? No, no, that's not. That's not my Judaism. That's, that's a- not what my grandparents, <laughs> or great grandparents. The custom is: you take a shopping bag from your local supermarket, you put that shopping bag in another shopping bag, yeah, and then you take all the individual shopping bags for each kid and put that in another shopping bag. <laughs> it t- needs to I be know. a total mess. You, you wonder why these Cholamoy trips are so complicated. The Minhagim are impossible to keep. Up with. They're very, very <laughs> difficult to minhug him, but that's the way to do it.
Uh, the book is called Top Five Lists of Jewish Character and Characters, David Bashevkin. We are recommending it. If you're in a Judaica store over the next couple of days, pick it up. Your family will love it during Yontif afternoon. That much I can promise you. And certainly, if you can't get it before Yontif, they can enjoy it over the last days and uh, and really really laugh about what we are and what we do. After all, uh, David Bashevkin, isn't that what it's all about? Appreciating and laughing about what we are and what we do? Appreciating, laughing, and making sure you pick up the phone when Nachum Siegel calls you. <laughs> now, now that I, now that uh, General Manager Mary Mel Wallach uh, twisted your arm and got you to appear on the show, now I hope you'll be appearing more regularly. I pray. Th- this is going to be a long teshuva <laughs> repentance process, but I guarantee it has already begun. I hope this works its way into your uh, pre-Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur uh, uh, essays that you'll be writing. The lessons, the, le- Absolutely. the lessons you learned from this experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, I wish you and the entire Beshevkin family a wonderful yuntif. I will be thinking of you during the Seder as somebody decides to stand on a chair and chant the Manishtana. And, uh, I, and I hope to report back to you that, in fact, everything over Pesach went the way it's supposed to go uh, with all these, um, you know, uh, all these nuances that uh, are incorporated into Jewish life during a holiday like this. Absolutely. A happy and healthy Freilich and Pesach. Kosher v'sameach. Enjoy the string cheese. Thank you. Enjoy the string cheese is right. It's, am- it's amazing that we don't serve it at the Seder. Uh, David Bashevkin, everybody, on a, uh, what is today? Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. That is funny, and the book is funny, and you'll like it, folks. You'll like it because there's a lot to. Uh, the truth is the funny, right? Truth is uh, the truth is the best, right? And there's a lot of truth into all of this that he writes about, about what we do year round. Uh, as a uh, as a people, as a community. Um, Kol Hatora Kula is excited to announce the release of two Haggadah companions for use at the Pesach Seder. They send out short, inspirational Torah from Rabbanim with daily content on many platforms. Kol Torah Kula Mechanchot shares Divrei Torah from female educators. Each group compiled short vorts for the Pesach Seder into an easy-to-follow booklet. If you're interested in receiving either or both of the pamphlets, email them Torah at gmail.com. Pesach Divrei Torah at gmail.com. Special thank you to Seth Levin and everybody at A&H, Abels and Hyman, and to all of our amazing sponsors who keep us going year-round. Wishing all of them a Chag Kosher V'Sameach. Happy, healthy, and uh, Kosher in Pesach. Uh, also, I remind you that um, <clears throat> the brand-new book from uh, Art Scroll. Rabbi Seltzer's book, Living Legend, about Rabbi Grossman is amazing. And it is already sold in one week, 10,000 copies. So I wasn't wrong when I strongly recommended it. Uh, go to artscroll.com, order it, always use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. My thanks to our friends at Kedem. Jay Bookspam was with us earlier. They sponsor Mark Zamek's uh, Erev Shabbos Erev Pesach show which is a blockbuster. I believe, if I have the information correctly, I believe tonight's show is a five-hour show because Mark knows that a lot of people are going to be uh, preparing for Pesach very late tonight. 
So 7 till midnight, Eastern Time, a brand new Erev Pesach show with Mark Zamek presented by Kedem. Try your best to tune in. And, of course, the show will be repeated 3 a.m. before JM and the AM. We'll, we'll do as much as possible before JM and the AM starts tomorrow morning. And at 10 a.m. tomorrow, all brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. No better way to go into Pesach, into Shabbos HaGadol, than with us. Reminder, tonight is Bedikas Chametz, the search for the Chametz. We'll burn the Chametz tomorrow morning. The Kol Chamira that we say after burning the Chametz, that we will say Shabbos morning. If you're not familiar with any of this, please feel free to consult with your local rabbi. You want to get all the procedures uh, done properly. And um, again, consult with your local rabbi if you have any confusion regarding this unique year of Erev Pesach being on Shabbos. And we'll be here tomorrow morning, and I hope you'll all be tuned in because we will get you going, get you started, get you ready for a Shabbos HaGadol. Again, a unique and interesting and amazing Shabbos HaGadol. Uh, next week's schedule, pretty simple. We're obviously off the air Sunday and Monday, and we will be be, be here with JM and the AM Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, and Friday morning. Um, next week, Shvi Shal Pesach will be on Shabbos. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing edition of JM and the AM. Thanks to David Bashevkin. Thank you to Mayor Weingarten. Thank you to Jay Bookspam. Thank you to Rabbi Goldwasser. What an amazing morning we've had. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Remember, there's one day left in our Chesed campaign. Do something nice for somebody in our community. A family, maybe buy dinner for that family for tonight. A family, a single, a divorcee, a widow, a widower, do something nice. And when they thank you, just ask them to do something nice for someone else before Yuntif begins, before Shabbos starts tomorrow evening. It has been a very successful campaign. Let's keep it going in its final day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow. And don't forget, a full day today. All of our great Thursday programming, including our live lunch coming up starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And tonight, Mark Zamek with the Kedem presentation of the Erev Shabbos, Erev Pesach show. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.